This is the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, Episode 61. You're listening to the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, the number one resource for running a profitable home recording studio. Now your hosts, Brian Hood and Chris Graham. Welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hood, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Graham. Hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Brian. How are things? Hey, hey. It's good to see you, buddy. Hey. Hey. Stop whatever that is. If someone, if this is someone's like first time listening to our podcast, oh, yeah. you just I sound startled like this. a lot Don't of people. Don't worry. I'm a real man. I'm going to teach you about is. audio and business. Here we go. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Chris Graham. <laughs> yeah. You guys really need to have sound business principles. Oh my gosh. So you can do what you're passionate about. There's at least one person out there that played this for the first time. They heard your voice and immediately hit stop <laughs> and will never listen to us again. He'll be back. He'll be her. back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Okay. 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 What's new with you, Chris Graham? Okay. Let me nerd out with you real quick. So I got something new for myself this week that I'm so pumped about. We've talked about Parkinson's law on the podcast in the past. It's this idea that However much time you have to complete a task is how much time it will take you. If you have to finish editing drums in five hours, you will. If you have to finish editing drums in an hour, you will. You'll figure it out. And so I struggle with this a lot. And Amazon just came out with an Alexa wall clock. I saw your uh, Instagram video, which uh, oh. linked to Chris Graham's Instagram is inside of our show notes at the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash 61. Indeed. I mean, them follows y'all. Uh, Chris underscore Graham, like the cracker, G-R-A-H-A-M. Anyways, so I got Alexa at the office and I can be like, Alexa, set a timer for 20 minutes, which I do every morning. Used to do it on my phone because first thing I do when I get to the studio is I read a self-help book that will fire me up. Uh, I just finished reading the one thing that you recommended maybe five or six weeks ago. Yep. Rocked my face off, but this clock shows like a countdown timer when you tell it to unbelievable. Yeah, I saw the video. It looks pretty cool. I also have an Alexa spy. I call them spies because they're all listening <laughs> to us. I also have an Alexa spy in my kitchen. And the only thing I use it for is I listen to music and I will set a timer for my coffee in the morning for four minutes because that's how long you told me to steep my coffee in my AeroPress. Don't want to overextract. You really don't. So catching you guys up, Brian and I love two things, helping you guys run a business so that you can do what you love for a living and roasting our own coffee beans. Those are our two passions in life, coffee and studios. So we use AeroPresses and we use this little like attachment called a Prismo. And yeah, I stir the whole time. That one thing you just said, the little attachment, the Prismo, A, that's the game changer. Yeah. B, that's the gear slut alert because that is gear. Oh, we are coffee gear slutting. Yeah. And C, that's the most coffee nerdy thing you could possibly ever mention is a third party attachment (laughs) for an obscure coffee creation thing called an AeroPress. So continue on. For those of you that are annoyed, let me just real quick. The game that Brian and I both play is, can I make the best cup of coffee I've ever had every morning? And we have all these gadgets that are all relatively inexpensive. I did the math. I spend $12 a month on coffee, but I roast my own beans. I grind it by hand. I you know, have all sorts of AeroPressy doohickeys and scales and stuff. You know, All of this stuff is fun. And let's bring it back home for you guys on the podcast. It's amazing because if somebody comes over and you make them the best cup of coffee they've ever had in your life, a client, they're going to come back. Like they'll never forget the best cup of coffee they've ever had. And newsflash, coffee in our world, at least in our country, is 
atrociously bad. Yes, it's so true. America is so far behind the game when it comes to coffee. Oh, it's so bad. It's so easy to make someone the best cup of coffee they've ever had with not a whole lot of investment in equipment or time. Okay, so coffee slut aside, I don't even know where we were talking about before that. Let's move this back to the actual topic of this podcast because we're going to talk about something that's going to help your business today. And the topic of today's episode, Chris, is drum roll. Fear. Oh, that's such a lame episode, Chris. Fear. Oh, fear. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Our goal with this podcast is that every episode you would listen to it and be like, oh, got it. I moved a notch forward in my career. I'm a little bit closer to where I want to be. I'm a little bit closer to being consistent with my business. And I'm going to be confessing so many things to you guys today about my own fear and how fear really is the big issue. It's not that you don't have enough customers. It's not that your systems aren't good enough. It's not that you're not marketing well. Ultimately, there's a pretty good chance that all of that comes back to fear that you have. Yes. So think about, and I'm going to try to relate this to those of you who have clients in the studio. Think about the time that you had a client that was an absolute annoyance to you because they needed to do the take 30 different times, especially vocalists, 30 different times, and they're still not happy with it. Chances are that was their fear getting in the way of getting something out into the world. Yeah. And so it is a massive issue when you come across that from the outside looking in because you're like, hey, dude, 40 takes ago, that was great. This 41st take is not any better. And you're not going to get any better. As a matter of fact, you're getting worse because you're getting more and more pissed off as you go. And so to bring that now back to us, we don't spot this in our own lives most of the time. We constantly make excuses of not doing something. We postpone things. We delay things. We just never get things done in our lives. And this is a huge detriment to our business because there are so many things that you have to do in your business if you want to be successful. There's so many things that would help push your business forward and help you gain success faster, but you let that fear stop you from doing certain things. It's huge. So let's just come right out of the blocks here with my fears. I love podcasting. It's fun. It's not scary to me. You know what's terrifying? Making YouTube videos. Ooh. Scares the crap out of me. Also, sending emails scares the crap out of me, like mass email, newsletter type of things. And just to give people context here with the newsletter thing, Chris and I have mailing lists with tens of thousands of people on it. Yep. And so when you send an email and press enter to send, you're sending this email out to tens of thousands of people. Imagine that you're sending an email to an arena full of people. That's intimidating. So, okay. So go back to what you're talking about, Chris. Yeah. So for years and years and years, one of the best ways that I have gotten customers is I crack the code with YouTube marketing. And probably most of you, your first encounter with me was probably actually a YouTube ad. It probably wasn't this podcast. You might not even recognize I'm the same annoying guy that would show up every time that you were looking for certain types of tutorial videos. And that was really effective for me. But ironically, I have only two videos on my YouTube channel and I only made one of them. Gosh. <laughs> the other is my head mix engineer. And the issue there is I'm a wimp and I don't want to make YouTube videos because I'm afraid that people will comment on them and say nasty things about me. And so that is a problem because there's such a big opportunity for me to talk about some of the things we talk about on this podcast on YouTube. There's such a big opportunity for me to talk about the mindset behind why it's so dang hard to make music in a recording studio. And there's plenty of opportunity for me to talk about mastering. So so by the time this episode has dropped, I will have started my 2019 New Year's resolution 
which is to drop a YouTube video every single week. Ooh, that is a bold statement, my friend. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to do it. And if I don't, I would like to get lots of negative reviews on this podcast on iTunes. So no, you're not <laughs> dragging kidding. me down with you on that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. So this might feel pitchy, like pitchy, not like a singer, but pitchy, like I'm trying to sell you guys something. I'm not. We're talking about fear today and facing your fear and looking in the eye because it's through doing that that you grow. And I want to stop here just real quick to kind of make sure you're all on the same page here. Chris has been talking about launching his YouTube channel for like the last Years. six months. Yeah. He's been seriously talking about it the last six months. He's shown me all these little great gadgets he got to make it as simple as possible for him to shoot YouTube videos. And I have not seen him launch a single video in six months. And there is only one reason why that hasn't happened. It's not because he doesn't know about mastering. It's not because he doesn't have ideas about what sort of videos to make. It's not because he doesn't have the equipment. It's not because he doesn't know how to edit the videos. It's not because of any of these things. It's because of one thing. And that one thing is the fear of putting himself out there. Yep. Because frankly, it's terrifying. Yep. You got me. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. And I'm the same, like I didn't launch this podcast for like three years because it was terrifying until I had a crutch, my little social crutch over here, Chris Graham, to launch the <laughs> podcast with me. And so like fear will stop you from doing a lot of things. This podcast would have been out three years sooner had I not had that fear of putting something out in the world. Thank God though, because now it's better. I'd rather have 60 episodes with Chris Graham than oh. 250 episodes with just oh, Brian thanks, Hood. buddy. I love you, man. But back to your YouTube thing here. This is about you, Chris, not me. Yeah. And we're going to bring this back and help you guys apply this in your own life. But for me, my business has taken big leaps forward in direct correlation to when I've taken big steps forward to address my fear, to say, you know what? You're an idiot that you have had 30,000 people, this is a couple of years ago, sign up on your website for a free mastering sample over the past decade and that you don't email any of them ever. Let me pause again here. Chris had amassed a mailing list of 30,000 people. And this is actually when I had met Chris. Yep. My first time on this mastermind call, Chris was talking about the first ever email he sent out to this mailing list. 30,000 people on your mailing list and you had never sent them an email. And this was all traced back to fear. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because Chris had no problem spending money on ads for YouTube and getting all these funnels dialed in. But he had been completely neglecting a free source of work for his studio just out of fear. So logically, he knew, and I'm just using you as an example because it's easy for me, and you can call me out a thousand percent if you want on my own fear stuff. But like logically, you knew that the mailing list was a great source of marketing for your mastering studio, but you never took advantage of it. Yeah. And it was because of that fear holding you back. And that's really the topic of this episode is why that is, what sort of fear holding you back from doing right this second and how can you get over it? Continue on your story. Yeah, so the email was so intense. I confessed this in my mastermind group. I had a community of guys, many of them you guys probably know is a bunch of you know podcasters and bloggers and it's like Bjorg van Benedictsen, see Joe Gilder was coming around, Lid Shaw, Matt Boudreau, like just all these different heavy hitting podcasting, blogging, YouTube guys. Just for you guys, that's audioissues.com. That's Recording Studio Rockstars podcast. That's Working Class Audio podcast. That's homestudiocorner.com. Chris Lynn with Mixed In Online. Ian Shepard with all his mastering stuff. Productionadvice.uk. And so all these people that are just great, amazing people. And I, I kind of stepped out and looked my fear in the eye for a minute. It was like, hey guys, I, I have an email list with 30,000 people. I never emailed them. 
And Bjorkman in particular just freaking laid into me and <laughs> encouraged me. I can imagine me. how mean he was to you. It was great. Well, he helped me a lot get better yeah, at yeah. that. And so I started sending emails. I made tens of thousands of dollars just from that. Yep. And so the YouTube thing, like let's bring this back to the YouTube thing. Writing an email used to take me like six, seven, eight hours. It was ridiculous. Oh, like 500 words. It was so stupid. So many fear issues. Like what if somebody thinks I spam them? <sighs> And <laughs> with YouTube, it's the same of just being afraid of like trolls commenting on videos and stuff. And for me, as far as moving forward, that's the thing I'm the most afraid of. So I'm going to look it in the eye and I'm going to try to do good in this world and make content that will help people and help you guys through making these YouTube videos. So check it out. It's Chris Graham Mastering. Search for that on YouTube. You can subscribe or whatever you want to do. I'm going to be talking about mindset about why it's so hard to make music in the studio, why there's this fear, you know, exactly what we're talking about here about the psychology, about mastering, about mix polishing, you know, why it's so hard to do that last 10% of a mix. So the big thing for me is I feel like 2018 was an amazing year for me because I was convicted about something called stewardship. And stewardship, I think, is a really important topic as we talk about the topic of fear. Stewardship is doing the best that you can with what you've got. And it's this idea of like, if you've been given much, much is expected of you. The whole like Spider-Man thing, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. That's uncle, what's his name? I didn't even know that was Spider-Man, but oh. that shows my extent of my nerdy <laughs> knowledge. It's Spider-Man's uncle. Like his yeah, uncle yeah. tells Peter Parker, I forget his name. You guys are screaming it in your cars right now. You know, his uncle tells him this and it's this idea that you need to lean in and you need to use what you got. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yes. Good old uncle Ben. So this idea for me of like, I feel like I could help a lot of people by making YouTube videos and talking about trying to demystify mastering and demystify ultimately what makes mastering so complicated and so scary is this fear thing. It's a mindset issue. It's a psychology thing. So I'm going to try to rip that apart and I'm going to be dropping videos each week. So let's bring this home. Let's say you are trying to do music production full-time. You're trying to be an audio engineer full-time. Brian, what would you say are the most common ways that fear enter the equation and keep people from achieving their potential? So the most common things that I see for people that fear holds them back from, number one is building relationships. And I see this all across the board. I have between the home studio startup course and profitable producer course, I see over a thousand people that have taken the steps towards progress. They know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly how they need to do it. And then they never do it because of the fear. And this holds them back in a number of ways, but it comes down to this is a relationship business. And if they can't get over that fear, they're going to struggle to succeed in this business. So I see it getting in the way of relationships, actually going out and making new relationships. I see it getting in the way of putting a website out. This is a really common one. People just tweak their website all day long and they never actually launch it. They never make it live. And so it's this endless, like, I'm going to make this font a little smaller and I'm going to make this font a little bit bigger. And no, I need to do the Roboto Sans font instead of the open sans font because it's a little more modern font and I need to do my logo and no, I don't like that logo. So I'm going to now get this logo created and then I'm going to put, what should my headline be? I don't know. Now, what about my bio? Should I write it in third person or first person? Should I use a photo of me in the studio or a photo of me out in the field? It's all this like bullshit that doesn't really matter and they obsess over it. And this is really across the board, not just websites. And then they never launch it. They never launch their website or they never get their logo created or they never create a business card. Or they never send that email because they don't have that perfect subject line. So there's so many places this applies to home studio owners that it's going to affect every single person listening to this podcast in one way or another. It affects Chris Graham. It affects me. It affects everyone I know in some way, shape or form. So it's something that has to be addressed. Yeah. So let me get nerdy here for just a minute. 
why? Why are we like this? Why do we get tripped up by our fear? And instead of building something awesome and doing awesome things and putting awesome art out in the world, why do we get tripped up by this fear? Why is it this something that everyone struggles with? So there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think one of them that we need to point out is for a really long time, human beings lived in very small communities, about 150. So you would find a bunch of cavemen and women and children, and there'd be about 150 in the tribe. And then you'd you know go 40 miles away and there'd be another 150. There weren't cities up until very, very recently as far as human history goes. Now, the thing you need to keep in mind is that for generation after generation after generation, human beings adapted to this sort of society. And in 150 people, if you put yourself out there and you did something stupid, you took a risk, there wasn't a whole lot of reward for that. And the drawback might be that you were ostracized from your caveman community, which meant that you died. I was about to say, that's a death sentence back then. Total death sentence. We are programmed to fear rejection disproportionately to how we should in a modern society. Man, I'm pep talking myself here. So this idea that, oh, what if someone doesn't like it? It doesn't matter. You won't get kicked out of the tribe and be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. It's not the way things are anymore, but there's a piece of our brain that's very much still a caveman. And that piece of our brain says, don't offend, don't offend, don't take a risk, don't put yourself out there because you'll get destroyed. And if the chief doesn't like you or if the chief's wife or the chief's daughter or the chief's son or whatever, then you're out. And if you're out, you're dead. And your best opportunity to survive is going to be to walk to a new tribe and start from scratch to be the lowest person on the totem pole, literally the totem pole, and have to deal with that. That's not reality. Not anymore. That is a remnant leftover from our previous lives. Yeah. So you look at people that are really doing great work, you know, case in point, Bob Dylan, let's just use him. Bob Dylan put some weird music out there and he sounds like this. He sings oddly. And a lot of people hate Bob Dylan. No. But millions and millions and millions of people love Bob Dylan. That's the nature of the society that we live in. You can have a million people hate you. Nickelback. (laughs) It's a great example. Yeah. They're the butt of a joke. Yep. Most people hate Nickelback, but it doesn't matter because probably at least a million people are obsessed with him and will spend money on anything that's got Nickelback's logo on it. Fun fact. Chad Kroger, the singer for Nickelback and founder of Nickelback. Let's pronounce Kroger. Sorry, bro. Net worth of $60 million. So it can be profitable to be hated sometimes. (laughs) But that's really, that's kind of the point of this is that it doesn't really matter whether or not everyone loves you, but the feeling inside of us is that everyone has to love us. Yeah. And that's the thing that keeps Chris Graham from launching his YouTube channel. That's the thing that keeps me from launching the Six Figure Home Studio podcast. That's the thing that keeps... Chris Graham from sending an email out to tens of thousands of people is that fear that it won't appeal to everyone and so that he can't send it to anyone. This is helpful for me. This is something I struggle with mightily. And you just hit the nail on the head. The fear is that anything less than 100% of people will love you. That's crazy. That's super crazy. And I struggle with that mightily. And so, man, I hope for you guys that are listening that you're tracking with us that probably the reason your business isn't as big as you want it to be or the reason you haven't been able to go full-time, or the reason that you, know, you don't have as many clients as you used to, it probably has something to do with some fear that you have about doing something that not 100% of people would like. I failed to mention this, but 
I tell people all the time, one of the number one things you can do in your business is follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Yeah. Every single conversation you ever have with anyone forever in your entire life should always have a follow-up attached to it at some point. Even if it's a band that rejected you, follow up a year from now. Even if it's a band that you just finished their EP, follow up a year from now. No matter what, every single conversation you need to have a follow-up. But what will happen is that people will not follow up because of a fear. And that fear is this feeling that they are annoying people when they follow up. And that could be further from the truth. And so this is just one of many ways that people let fear get in the way of pushing their business forward. And I think that's just something that had to be mentioned. That's a good time to mention it as well. Yeah. Well, and just to kind of pat you in the back there, like I have followed up much more since we began doing this podcast. Case in point, I've been following up pretty well, not probably as good as I could, but as we were prepping for this episode, I landed a project from one of the big three labels in the world. I won't tell you who just yet. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Like, oh, cool. I followed up with a contact for this band and I landed a project from one of the biggest labels in the world. Sweet. Awesome. One other thing that I see fear doing is not necessarily getting in the way of you doing something. It's a fear that makes you self-sabotage. Well, I got a great example. So I used to be in a community of people. They, you know, we were all in our 20s. And there was a guy in the community. I won't say what his name was because this is pretty embarrassing for him. But he had a crush on a girl in the community. And he had his own issues, but he wanted to ask her out. He knew he needed to ask her out. But he was so nervous about what the result of that would be. And this girl was pretty far out of his league. So he did something really weird. He shaved his head and his eyebrows. <laughs> and then he asked her out. I asked him about it. I was like, why'd you do that? And he was self-aware enough to tell me the truth. And he said, well, I knew if I did that, there's no chance she would say yes. That's crazy. That's such a good example of this. It's like an extreme example, but we've all done this in some way, shape or form. We didn't want to fail on our own accord. So we self-sabotage so that it's our decision to fail. We made it so that we failed. We didn't let failure happen to us. We created that failure. And that's really obviously a dangerous thing. Well, I see this with people that are just learning sales. You know, they'll talk to someone and be like trying to make their first sale or, you know, their third sale or something like that. And they'll say something along the lines of, well, you know, I, I know, you know, you probably have a budget and it's probably too much. And that's the case. No big deal. You know, probably, probably, you they know, disqualify probably. themselves. Yes. They disqualify themselves at the onset instead of leaning in and, you know, being okay with a no. So man, case in point, best story, best I ever did this in my life. I had a crush on a girl in, uh, let's see here, 2005. So year after I graduate college and I wanted to ask her out really bad. That's the year I graduated high school. Oh, that's amazing. So I decided in my heart, I was okay with a no. I was going to lean all the way in. And this idea of leaning in is the opposite of fear. It's leaning in and with anticipation of I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it my best instead of self-sabotage, which I was notorious for when asking girls out before. And I convinced her to meet with me and I leaned all the way in. Literally. Had no fear. Kissed her right on the cheek. Just kidding. It was so crazy because she was like, you know, well, we can meet, but like the answer is no. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, let's still meet. I just want to tell you why I wanted to ask you out. When you say lean in, you didn't mean physically leaned in. You meant- No, I mean like figuratively, metaphorically leaned in. Got it. So I went in, guns blazing, gave her my pitch, asked her out. And I'll never forget this at the end. I was like, okay, well, that was it. What do you think? Which was me leaning in of like, I'm going to ask for a yes or a no. And I'll never forget it. She said, well, I'm scared, but I'm feeling it. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was because I had no fear that I got a yes. 
And now she's the mother of my children and my wife. Ooh, oh, yeah. It was our 12-year nice. anniversary this past Sunday. Oh, so. congrats, dude. Thanks, congrats. dude. Congrats. I also want to mention something that brings up a point when it comes to sales. This is not a sales episode. This is a fear episode. But Chris did something interesting there. He wanted a yes or a no. Some people are okay. And this is why I like follow-ups. Some people are okay with a non-answer. They'll put themselves out there. They'll face their fears. They'll pitch themselves or they'll send a price or something. And then they are too scared to ever follow up because that would be a yes or a no. Yeah. And they're too scared to get that yes or a no. But let me just say, a no decision is always a no. No answer is by default a no. So if you never get a decision from someone, if you never get a reply from someone, if you never get an answer from someone, a definitive answer, if they're on the fence, then it is by default a no. So if you are okay with constantly getting rejected, never follow up. But if you ever want to win deals or wives, we'll just say wife, single here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Win wife, then you need to make sure you're getting a yes, no from someone and not being okay with a non-answer. I love that. And I tell you what, man, I struggled with this like crazy in middle school and in high school. I started to get a little bit better at it in college and I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be. But there's so much room for growth there. And I don't think I'll ever be at a spot where there is no opportunity to grow in this. This is an exciting topic. It's an exciting topic because I know that there are people listening right now that are like, oh gosh, I feel like he's poking me in the chest with his finger. Oh, this is uncomfortable. They're just cringing. Well, listen, this whole episode, they just look like they're taking a big old dump. (laughs) Oh. Or just smelling a big old dump. Just, oh, this is me. Oh, yeah. God, oh, I don't want to hear oh, gosh, this. I don't want to hear this. Oh, this is going to make me face reality. Speaking of reality, so I've talked about this book on the podcast before. I had a guy reach out on Instagram just this week that mentioned that he heard about this book on the podcast and read it, which made me so proud. It's a book called Integrity by Dr. Henry Cloud. And Dr. Henry Cloud, this book is fire. And it is a really hard read, not because the words are big, but he drops the so many truth bombs that it's very uncomfortable. Were there any in there about getting over your fears? Oh yeah. The biggest quote, and I've shared this quote on the podcast before, but it's worth sharing on every podcast. He said, integrity is having the courage to eat reality for breakfast without getting sick. Again, I'll say that integrity is having the courage to eat reality for breakfast without getting sick. And I think what most of us do, the way fear manifests for most of us, is rather than face our fear, we deny reality. We pretend that the situation is something different than it is. And I've seen this again and again and again in relationships where there was one guy that I used to be really, really close with. It's almost like a son to me. And he had issues with lying. He was a very dishonest guy. And I would call him on this pretty regularly. And he would, I didn't learn this until much later, but the issue wasn't just that he lied. It's that he lied to himself about the lies to convince himself he wasn't dishonest. I heard something recently. I'm going through premarital counseling right now Mm. because I want a healthy marriage. And uh, one of the things they talked about is how fear can cloud who you really are. Fear on your heart can cloud who you really are. And what happens and what's very common and what it sounds like this guy had done is he had let fear cover who he really was. And so he had to lie because the lie had become who he was instead of who he truly was. And I've seen this across multiple people. Example would be like someone who is a really great person, an amazing person at heart, but the fear in their life causes them to be someone that they're really not. And thus they're a terrible person. Every one of us knows someone like this, someone who is really at the core, a great person, but they let a fear driven life 
dictate who they are. And that person is not really who they are, except they let fear get in the way ultimately. And it changes who they are at the core. Super intense stuff. So for, I'm sure many people listening that are trying to build a career in audio, they might have the skills, they might have the network, they might even have the financing. They might have a really good job, but the only thing holding them back is fear. Fear. And it's that fear of, you know, we kind of hint at the fact that Brian and I think Jesus is cool on the podcast sometimes, but we hint at that without trying to be preachy here. But there's a really great phrase in the Bible. Sorry if that's offensive to anybody. This is not the point of the podcast here. Don't be sorry about that. I'm not sorry. But there's this phrase, fear of man. And Jesus talks all the time about how this is an issue that really messes people up. It's not like, oh, you're promiscuous or, oh, you've got alcohol issues. Oh, you have fear of man issues. And this fear of man, oh boy, man, that is like a super intense, like one of the most just wicked things that can go in and change your heart and make you make decisions that contradict who you are. And, you know, for me, I definitely struggle with fear, man. I definitely struggle with like, if I make this thing or if I say this or I make this video, some people might not like it and they're going to post comments in YouTube and then other people will see those comments and then they will agree with them and it will snowball downhill and everyone will know that I'm a fraud and they'll make fun of me for my crooked teeth. Kind of like how you just apologized if anyone was offended by you talking about the Bible. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, fear of man. See, there it is. Fear yeah, of man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some things. We're not experts in this. Like we both have fears in our lives that hold us back no matter what. But I have seen some things that have tended to work when it comes to getting over fears that I think is worth mentioning. And Chris, you're welcome to put any of your tips and tricks in here as well. But some practical advice to helping you overcome your fears. And the number one thing that I have seen that helps people get past their fears is accountability. Chris Graham just talked about how he's going to have 2019 be the year of YouTube for him. One video a week. He just announced this entire podcast, thousands of listeners. And now he is going to be held accountable by thousands of people. If I were a betting man, I would say that he would, if not perfectly get that done, he'd get pretty close to his goal there. And if you have people that are holding you accountable, that is one of the best ways to get over a fear of something is to announce what you're going to do and to have people that will actively hold you accountable for what you say you're going to do. I love that. Well, and the component that's really effective there too is our pride, which is another one of these issues that can really mess people up. Because I've gone out and said, I'm going to make a video every week, my pride won't let me fail. (laughs) I'm too egotistical to be like, oh, I put that thing out there and I said I was going to do this thing and I didn't. So this accountability thing, there's two components to that. One is telling people your goals, telling people your intents, but two, making those goals solid, not just like, I want to be successful in music. That's a stupid goal. What does that even mean? Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I use the word that's stupid, really the phrase that's stupid that really kind of rarely, but this is one of those things that you won't be successful if it's this, I want to do this thing. I want to be good at this thing. You have to make it objective. There's two ways something could be. It could be subjective, which means eh, it's probably this, it's probably that. It's hard to actually say what success is. The word better is subjective. Yes, totally subjective or objective, which is rooted in the word object as in real, as in hard. And so objective would be like, my goal is I want to make $10,000 this year. My goal is I want to break six figures this year. It's those objective goals that become really useful with accountability because there's a polarity there. It's yes or no. Did you do the thing? Yes or no. Not, well, I tried and things got in the way and, you know, uh, this, you know, didn't expect that to happen. 
objectivity with accountability. That's the winning combination. That's the winning combination. That's what we do in our accountability accelerator boot camps. We do a few of these a year. And this is where we put everyone on an eight week boot camp where you have to do shit. You literally have to turn in proof of work that we check every single week or you get kicked out of the program and you lose money. That's how it works. And so it's like this brutally difficult program, but our strikeout, our dropout rate is surprisingly low because people are a part of a team. They have accountability in their lives. So it's really, really a powerful way of doing this. But I want to talk about something you mentioned when it comes to objective goals and talking about a goal being, I want to make $10,000 this year. I want to make $100,000 this year. That is not a good goal in my opinion, because you don't necessarily have control over that. You don't have any control over exactly how much money you make. That's what we call a lagging indicator, L-A-G, a lagging indicator. Your income is a lagging indicator. A leading indicator is maybe how many lunches you have per week with people in your network, or maybe how many people you reach out to on Facebook or Instagram per week, or maybe how many cold emails you send out, or maybe how many people you follow up with a week. Those are the leading indicators. If I follow up with a hundred people this month, 25 of those people will get back to me uh, with interest of some sort. And five of those will book a project with me for a total of $10,000. I can't control the back end of that equation, but what I can control is that I can follow up with a hundred people every single month for the next year. And if that is my goal, that's one that I control. It's a leading indicator goal. So with you on YouTube, your goal, you're, it's like saying, you, I want my, my goal in 2019 is to have a million YouTube views. You don't have control over that. What you do have control over is the fact that you're going to put out 52 videos in 2019, one a week. That's a goal that you have full 100% control over. No matter how many views it gets, no matter what gets in the way, you can control that. And that's why I like those types of goals. The ones that you are the one in control, not things that are outside of your control, not the lagging indicators. The views are the lagging indicators, the things that come after you do the leading indicators, which is putting the videos out into the world. Sorry if they got way nerdy, but no. that's a really important part. There was a moment there you were talking and I sort of forgot that I was podcasting and felt like I was just listening to a podcast and I was like, oh God, I need this in my life. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, totally. That was amazing, dude. So I do this every once in a while hit the rewind button. Like, go listen to that last 30 seconds again. That was really, really, or 45 seconds again. That was super, super good. And if you're going to take home something from this podcast episode that can help you immediately, I think that advice that you just dropped, Brian, is probably it. Two minutes, 15 seconds, actually. But who's counting, you know? It's amazing. Man, I love this. I want to say one more thing as far as practical advice that I like to leave people with. And that is using fear to overcome fear. Ooh. Fear is a big thing. We're talking an entire episode about how fear gets in the way, but you can actually use fear to your advantage. And that is because people will work 10 times harder to not lose something than they will to gain something. And what I mean is Chris Graham will work 10 times harder to not lose $1,000 than he would to earn $1,000 extra. And so I'm going to call you out right now, Chris. You say you're going to put out a YouTube video every week for 2019. There is a website called stick.com, S-T-I-C-K-K. It'll be in the show notes. James will find it. And this is a website where you set a goal. It could be to lose weight. It could be to stop smoking. It could be to follow up with 100 people a month. It could be to put one YouTube video out per week in 2019. And so you set a goal. Then you set a coach. So you invite someone to hold you accountable. So you have the coach in there. That would be me in this situation. This. This it would be awful. me in this situation. <laughs> and then you set a deliverable. So it might be a photo of your weight on a scale. It might be 
photo of your credit card statement showing that you didn't purchase any cigarettes. I don't know what it would be in that case, but in your case, Chris Graham, yours would be a link to a live YouTube video every single week. And that goes to your coach. And then your coach either approves or denies or says nothing was sent to me this week. And so now you're going to get a certain amount of money drawn out of your bank account every single week. And it's going to go to either a charity, which I don't support. And here's why. You'll just give up because your money's going to charity and you'll just like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. The money's going to charity or it can go to an anti-charity, something you hate, something you don't support. And that's what I would say here. You can put money towards anti-gun or pro-gun things. You can put money towards political activist campaigns in which you don't support any hot button issue that you would ever think about. And so you can lose money to something you don't support every single week that you don't put a YouTube video out. So that is my challenge to you, Chris Graham, is using fear to overcome fear in the situation by signing up to stick.com, committing to a certain amount of YouTube videos in 2019, setting me as your coach and putting a amount of money each week that would hurt at least 50 bucks that will hurt. It will sting if you lose it that week. I'm putting it in my to-do list, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And that went better than I expected, but this is something I used a couple years back to lose like 15 pounds. And I had someone that I was like sending my roommate that I was sending photos of my weight to, and I would have to do all sorts of crazy shit sometimes to lose weight because I had to lose 1.5 pounds per week. And if I didn't hit that weight by my deadline, I lost 25 bucks to some political activist campaign that I didn't support. Uh, okay. That's amazing. This is really good stuff. Uh, I think there's my sigh. I'm like emotionally exhausted now from contemplating <laughs> how much pressure is going to be on me to drop these videos. But yeah, that whole loss aversion thing is fascinating that people will do anything to not lose, but they won't work that hard to gain. So yeah, I'm going to have to go to stick.com and figure out what charity, what anti-charity I didn't want to send money to. Right. Can it be two charities? Because I'd love to put the Republicans and the Democrats as my... (laughs) (laughs) You could just pick one. It doesn't matter. I think you can do two. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Gosh, that's intense. Yeah. I would say anyone listening right now, you have someone in your life that can hold you accountable. You can set some sort of objective, not subjective, some sort of objective goal in your life. And you can sign up to stick.com and help overcome that fear by having a set deliverable every single week or at least every single month that your coach or your sponsor or whoever it is that's approving this stuff that's unbiased and holding you accountable that they can have the guts to hit that button and make you pay that 50 bucks every single week that you don't do Mm. it. Because I'll tell you right now, Chris, if you sign up for it, I will gladly charge your credit card every damn week that you don't put a YouTube video on. I know you will. I know you will. Oh, man. Okay, well, let me lean into some more fear here. One of my favorite things in the world is talking to people about this sort of stuff. Podcasting is great, but I love meeting one-on-one with somebody and talking to them about their fears and not from a spot of like, hey, I don't struggle with this stuff, so I'm going to help you not struggle with this stuff, but from a spot of, hey, I used to struggle with this a little bit more than I do now. Maybe I can help you struggle with this a little bit less. So one of the other things I'm going to be doing in 2019 is I am going to be opening up just a few spots for coaching. I've mentioned this on our Six Figure Home Studio community on Facebook. Basically what this is, if you go to chrisgrammastery.com slash coaching, there's a link in the show notes below, and you are looking for a mentor, a coach, somebody to help you work through this stuff, whether that's finding your niche, whether that's figure out how to actually get off your butt and market your business, whether that's how to build your systems out, all the stuff we talk about in the podcast. Or just to hold you accountable. 
like I just said, accountability is one of the biggest parts of this. Yeah. So it's a one-on-one thing. I'm only going to open up a few spots. It's going to be on the expensive-ish side, but probably like a one-hour phone call once a month. And there's some variability depending on your situation. But if you're interested in that, go to chrisgrammastering.com slash coaching. There's an application. I'm only going to take a couple people on this, but definitely something. I've been thinking about this a lot. I love doing this sort of thing. And it's something where if I can carve out the time each week to do it, it's something that I would love to do to build relationships with people and help them grow and mature. So if that's you, if that's something you're interested in, please check that out. ChrisGrahamMastering.com slash coaching. You can apply and you know we can look and see if I can help you get to the next level. So yeah, check that out. Let me know what you guys think. I'm terrified about doing this and putting myself out <laughs> in yet another way. But yeah, so I guess that is where I'm coming from with this idea of, I think it's really tempting to want to put yourself out there as a guru who knows everything. To be like, I'm awesome and I'm incredible at all these things and I don't struggle with anything. And in my experience, people that say that are just completely full of crap. Yep. And they're not relatable. No one relates to that. Yeah, they're not relatable. So that's the sort of coaching I'd want to do is to be meeting with people and talk to them about, oh yeah, this is something I struggle with. Oh my gosh, I was so afraid the first time I did my first paid marketing campaign or, oh, I was so afraid the first time I told a client, oh, I don't do that anymore. I only do this one service now. So figuring out how to navigate niching down, figuring out how to navigate growing your business, these are all hard things. And while a podcast is amazing, on some level, what this podcast is for, we've talked about it in the past, it's an advice buffet. And so it's on you to choose the advice that applies to you the best that it possibly can. What coaching is for is curating that advice for your particular situation, for your particular gifting for where you're at in life and for where you are at on earth. So if that's you, if you need some help picking out what to eat on this advice buffet that is this podcast, <laughs> I would love to be your coach. Check it out. ChrisGrahamMastering.com slash coaching. And I 100% endorse Chris Graham's coaching because the man knows what he's talking about. He knows what he does. He is able to see this from the perspective of someone who has been there, done that, who has hit all the same roadblocks, all the same hurdles that you're probably going through now and has found ways to overcome all of these issues. So I highly recommend go to chrisgrammastering.com slash coaching apply. And I would say only if you are serious about growing your business. Otherwise, if you're just piddling around, if you're the kind of person that is not taking this seriously, I wouldn't waste his time. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that, man. Part of my kind of push in doing this, I'm also going to lean forward here and, and tell you guys a secret. You guys probably remember a couple episodes back, we interviewed Graham Cochran. That was episode number 46. Yeah. So on episode 46, we had Graham Cochran on the show and that was probably one of the best episodes we've ever had. Graham blew my mind. Graham is a YouTube superstar. He's got like a half a million subscribers, all home studio owners. Tens of millions of views on his channel. Yeah. So he blew my mind. And as a result of that episode, I ended up hiring him as my coach. <laughs> and so he has been meeting with me each month as we've been talking about what it will look like to launch a YouTube channel. And he has been kicking the crap out of me. And boy, it has hurt. So it has been, it's been kind of like this amazing but painful experience as he's, you know, sort of drilled. His growing pains. Yeah, a lot of growing pains. And it's been freaking awesome. It has been so good to have someone kicking my butt and making me set objective goals and making me look myself in the eye and ask these questions of, well, why are you afraid to do that? So man, Graham has been just incredible. And it's like one of the highlights of my month to get feedback from him on what that next step is. And it sounds <laughs> so crazy. It helps that I'm paying him money because I take him more seriously. I have to take his advice or I'll be wasting all this money. So 
yeah, he's incredible. It's been a really good experience. So Chris, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with as we kind of wrap this episode up? Yeah. So this has been a little bit of a different episode for us. We didn't have an outline. We just sort of launched right into this. And I confessed all these things that terrify me <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> and you got yourself roped into a stick.com yeah. 2019 <laughs> resolution. So hopefully not all our podcast episodes from here on are just me sharing my deepest, darkest fears and getting myself in situations where I need to be held accountable. But this is such an important episode. I see again and again, people that are trying to do what they want to do for a living. They're trying to live their dream to live their passion and fear gets in the way. And I can definitely tell you guys from my experience, I'm sure Brian would 100% agree here is that as you overcome your fears, as you look them in the eyes, as you actually deal with it, that's when the growth happens. And when the growth happens is when the business growth happens. All the business growth I've ever experienced and every single person I know that's experienced business growth, very few exceptions, it's all been personal development. It's all been, they worked on themselves and then they had the courage to work on their business and do the thing that they actually needed to do to move their business forward. This is a spiral either way. I've seen this happen one of two ways. Either you let fear get in the way, that fear holds you back, that action you didn't take because the fear held you back. Downward spiral. Yeah, that ends up hurting your confidence and that confidence adds more fear into your life and it continues on downward. The other way is you push through that fear, you have some growing pains, your business grows. And then from there, you gain confidence from that. And that allows you to overcome your next fear. And that continues on this upward trajectory. And my hope for all of you listening is that this episode will help you push past that first fear. And if you can get past that first fear, it's going to be that much easier to break through that next fear and that next fear and that next fear. But every single fear that you let hold you back is going to make it that much more difficult to get past your next fear. And then when you let that fear hold you back, it's going to be that much more difficult to get past the next fear. And so whether or not you need to hire Chris as a coach to help you get past fears, whether or not you need to just listen to this episode and repeat for the next year until you get past your fears, or whether or not you need to just take a stand and put yourself out there or sign up for stick.com or put some money where your mouth is, do something to take a step towards overcoming whatever fear that's holding you back so that 2019 can be the best year possible for you, for your business, for your life, for your spouse for whatever you're doing. Make this be the year that fear does not stop you. So that is it for this episode of the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. We talked about a lot of things in this episode from Chris's coaching program to his new YouTube channel to stick.com. We talked about all of our podcast friends. I just want to take this moment to just remind you that we always have links to all of these things on our show notes. Uh, for this episode, you can get to the show notes by going to the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash 61, that's slash 61, and that has links to everything that we mentioned on this podcast, and so you have no excuse to not check out all these sites. I highly, highly, highly recommend stick.com if you really want to light a fire under your ass and get past your fears this year. Um, I highly, highly recommend Chris's coaching program. If you need individualized advice, support, accountability, and a plan set into place with someone who knows what the hell they're doing. Apply to join Chris's coaching program right this second so you can make 2019 your best year yet. And you can get to all these links by just going to the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash 61. Next week's episode is similar to this one where it's just a gut punch. This fear episode is our way of punching you in the stomach as hard as we can to, sh to show you that you need to face your fears and not just let your fears control you. Next week's episode is very similar to that. It's an episode full of what we call gut punches, an entire episode where you have to face reality, have reality for breakfast without throwing up or whatever that quote was that Chris said earlier in this podcast. So next week, Tuesday morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., 
another episode to help you for 2019 make this the best year possible. And a quick side note, if anyone's coming to Winter Nam this year in Anaheim, California, Chris and I will both be there January 24th through the 28th. And I'm not sure what we're doing yet as far as a group activity, but we're going to do something for the six-figure home studio community of all of you guys and girls that are coming to this event. So check our Facebook community for more on that. Until next time, thanks for listening and happy hustling. Whoa.